Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's learn tonight how to increase God's favor. Are you interested? Amen. Uh, Psalm 103, favor is something that is granted out of goodwill. Favor is something that is granted out of goodwill. Now, this is important to understand because favor is not earned. Favor is not earned. It's something that's granted out of goodwill. When you ask someone to do you a favor, what you're asking is this. How strong is our relationship? How strong is our relationship? Would you do this without question? Hey, I need to ask you a favor. Right? And that person says, okay. Well, I'm asking them to do something without question. How strong is our relationship? Favor, just like the blessing, is something you've got to cultivate. You've got to expect it to operate. You've got to talk it. Right? I have the favor of God. The favor of God is on my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Never underestimate the power of favor. Glory be to God. Amen. The Lord, notice in Psalm 103 verse 8, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plentiful in mercy. The Lord is good to the core of His being. All right? What you see of God on the outside is because that's what's on the inside. You cannot be merciful, and understand this, if you are not merciful. You can't show mercy if you're not merciful. Amen. There was an incident not too, well, a few days ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever, uh, a very well-known Christian artist, uh, his child recorded uh, him in a conversation, and this Christian artist was using horrible language, just cussed his son out, used horribly vulgar words. And when somebody told me about that, I said, well, that's what was there. And when the pressure was put on, that's what came out. Now, there are people trying to make excuses for it. Well, you know, everybody does things under pressure. I don't cuss under pressure because there's no cussing there. What what you are under pressure comes out, right? So God is good to the core of His being. He cannot be anything but good. He cannot do anything for you but good. That's all He can do. Because that's what he is. God is predisposed to show you favor. 
Hallelujah. That's what's on his mind right now. How can he get favor to you? All right? I have to cooperate with it in order to receive it. Hallelujah. And one of the first things to understand about receiving favor is God's merciful. Remember we talked about when, when you ask someone for a favor, you're saying, how strong is our relationship? What, what do you think? Right? You, you generally don't ask somebody for a favor that you don't think would do it. Generally. Right? So there's no problem going to God and asking for favor because he's predisposed to show it. He's looking for ways to make it happen. Hallelujah. Look at James 1. James 1 and verse 17. This, uh, again, is a familiar verse, but notice this. Every good and every perfect gift is from above that comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So notice what it says about the Father. He's merciful. He's gracious. Every good thing comes from Him. Every good thing. Amen. And notice it says there's no variableness with Him. So God doesn't, to, to just say that God doesn't change is an understatement. There, there's not even any variableness in God. He's, he's not even a little different on different days. Not even a little bit. Why? Because if, if he was, he would be changeable. And if God is changeable, God cannot be God. Because his word says he changes not. What, what does that mean? If he was predisposed to show Abraham and those in the Old Testament and, and the, the people we see in the New Testament, if he was predisposed to show them favor, he hasn't changed. He's predisposed to show you favor. He wants, to, he wants to see His favor functioning in our life. Amen. Numbers 6. Let's go to number 6. Now I hope you brought your page flipping ability tonight because we've got a few verses to look at. Numbers 6 and verse 25. Well, let's start in verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And here it is. Be gracious to you. That's describing favor. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. One reason God wants to show you favor is because you're the object of God's affection. When, when the Bible says God's face is towards you, when, when, when the Bible says that God has turned His countenance towards you, notice what it says. It says, the Lord make His face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up His countenance to you. It means that when God looks at you, He's happy. Amen. When, when you look at your child, when, when you look at your son or your daughter, your countenance is lifted up. Your face is, is turned towards them. That's my boy. That's my girl. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. They are the object of my affection. 
When God looks at you, God says, there's Larry, there's Chris, there's Angela, there's, there's, there's Kim, there's Richard. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. My face is turned towards them. My countenance is lifted up towards them. Amen. And you've got to move from this of trying to get God to do something when it's more important that you just believe that He's predisposed to do it, wants to do it, and just let Him do it. Oh, glory be to God. Am I helping you? Hallelujah. Say it out loud. I'm the object of God's affection. Oh, that's a good, that's, that's, that's so empowering. That's so empowering. Amen. It's, it's you walking down the street every day knowing God's for you. Yeah. And knowing whatever I encounter, God's for me. The favor of God is, is working right now in my life. And, and when, amen, when I'm going into a situation, I know that the favor of God is working. I'm claiming the favor of God. Right? That the, the scripture in the book of Proverbs that makes this statement that God will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. It uses the phrase even. So that means that all men, God will cause all men up to and including your enemies to be at peace with you. They won't even know why they're at peace with you, but they're at peace with you because favor's working in your life. Amen. Isn't that great? Yeah, but that looks impossible. Yeah, but you factor in favor and all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't think that guy likes me. Well, just claim the favor of God and he'll like you and he won't even know why. Uh, Amen. Hallelujah. When, when, When I have to go into a very strategic meeting or I've got to talk with people about things that it could be a source of contention, the first thing I do is claim favor. Lord, I have favor with them. Their, their ears are grace to hear what I need to say. And my words are going to be sweet. And I have favor with them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why? Because if it's something that has to change, I don't want to burn a relationship. I don't want to destroy a friendship. But this still has to change. Because I've heard from God. What do I need? I need the favor of God. You need favor with your children. You need favor with your spouse. You need favor with your neighbors. When you're claiming the favor of God, you'll be the favorite house in the neighborhood because you'll be favored by God. Oh, glory. You know what? I've done it. I preach myself happy. Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and it'll be the easiest thing in the world. It'll just work out. Because favor goes before you and irons out the wrinkles. Favor goes before you and opens the door. Favor goes before you and removes the obstacles. And what could have been a problem is not a problem because you're walking in the favor of God. If you're dealing with a, a, another believer... Understand that they have the same Holy Ghost that you have. And if God's dealing with you about something and you need to talk to them, they have the same Holy Ghost you have and the Holy Ghost can speak to them and prepare the way. I had a meeting a couple weeks ago uh, 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 with some leaders in the Kansas location. 
and I was, I was having to make some changes. And for that two weeks, I was just saying, Lord, now when I go in there and we talk about this, I'm going to have your favor, and this is going to be smooth and easy, simple and easy in the name of Jesus. And I went in and started talking about the changes we need to make, and I talked about five or ten minutes, and they looked at each other and said, isn't that amazing? I said, what's that? They said, the Holy Spirit dealt with us last week to do that very thing. Well, I hadn't talked to him. I hadn't called him on the phone. Who told him? The Holy Spirit. Why did the Holy Spirit tell him? Because I'm favored. Amen. God wants this ministry to prosper and succeed and be abundantly supplied. And so there's an immense amount of favor that rests on it. God wants your life to succeed and to be abundantly supplied. So there's an immense amount of favor that rests on your life. Whether I'm accessing it or not is a totally different matter, but it is there. I say it's there. You, you know, our, our, our Liliana, she, uh, she enjoys life. But you know, she has no concept of what it takes to run the household. Or to buy the groceries. Right? Or to pay for the clothes. Right? She just goes in the closet and look at my clothes. Why does she have that closet full of clothes? She's somebody's favorite. Somebody is showing her favor. Right? Now she doesn't understand that. She doesn't understand that she's being shown favor. She just enjoys life. We are being shown favor at times that we don't even realize what's going on. Things didn't just work out. It was the favor of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Now that's, boy, I could preach for an hour right there. If God is for you, now the question is not, Wondering if God's for you. He's asking the question to the Roman believers. He's saying, answer me this question. If God is for you, in the Greek it's open-ended. If God is for you, who? It's, it's like he's holding up a list of people or things. And he's saying, if God's for you, just name them. Write them down. Who can be against you? Who, who is it possible to be against you? Right? Do, do, do you see this? Hallelujah. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how will he not with him, with the delivering up of Jesus, with him also freely give us all things? So God is for you, and the result of that is God freely gives you all things. Amen. If God's for you, He'll freely give you all things. Amen. Do you see that? Freely give you all things. So when you enter into a situation, if God's for you, whatever you need out of that situation is coming to you. Because if God's for me, who can be against me? Well, the answer is nobody. Nothing, not one thing, not one person. Yeah, but I know that person's against me. Well, okay, but it's going to change. It's going to turn. Amen. 
Notice here in 2 Chronicles 15. The Bible has a lot to say about this. Oh, hallelujah. And uh, fifth, Second Chronicles 15. And uh, I want to make sure I didn't write this down wrong. Fifteen and two. Second Chronicles fifteen and verse two. And he, the prophet, went out to meet Asa the king, and said unto him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you're with him, and if you seek him, he will be found of you, but if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Notice this, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And, and he went on and said, while you're with him. Right? So my responsibility, stay with God. Stay in line with what he wants. Don't let anything move you. Understand, that's why the consequences, the consequences of offense, the consequences of holding a grudge, the consequences of getting your feelings hurt, the consequences of, of, of these type of things are that it moves you out of the favor of God. Because you can't be offended and be with God. Amen. It moves you out of the favor of God. And he said, listen, Asa, the Lord is with you while you're with him. Well, how many are with God? Then the Lord's with you. So when whatever you've got to do tomorrow, the Lord's with you. Hallelujah. And if the Lord's with you, His favor's with you. Mm. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 and verse 24. This, this is what, folks, this is the, one of the most important things about being spiritual, about being spiritually mature, is that you're able to walk in everything that God wants you to walk in. Amen. The, the, the cost of allowing yourself to be offended or allowing yourself to have a hurt feeling or allowing yourself to get over there and walk in the flesh, the cost is the favor of God. The cost is what God wants to do in your life. Amen. You're not just going to walk in favor because God wants you to walk in favor. You're going to walk in favor because you choose to walk in favor. And then you set up parameters around your life that keeps you in the favor of God. Amen. I can't tell you the times over the years that my wife and I have looked at each other and said, we're not going to go there because there's too much on, at, on the line. There's too much at stake. Amen. What God wants to do for us is too important for us to get over there and get in the flesh. Amen. Ephesians 6 
and 24. Notice it says grace. Now, when you see the word grace, you translate and meditate what? Favor. Grace, favor be with all them. Notice that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. And then he says, amen. So our sincere walk with the Lord, the love we have for Jesus puts us in favor's flow. My sincere walk with the Lord. Amen. When, when the, the, the Lord told Prophet Ford that this was a year of consecration. Well, you know, that's not consecration in the religious sense that you're trying to do something to gain God's favor. That is saying, I want to be sincere in what you're asking me to do. And I'm going to walk with you sincerely. And what will happen? Favor's flow will begin to operate in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you've got to think about that. There are things that are more important than getting my feelings hurt or holding a grudge or being offended. There are things that are more important than that. Because all of those things are temporarily satisfying. But what do I miss out on? You know, in a marriage, you can, you can argue to have your way. But then you got your way, but what did it cost you? Right? I, I need to be believing God for favor with my spouse. Lord knows I need it. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 need, I need to be believing for favor with my children. Favor with my family. I, we do not have time to not walk in the favor of God every day of our lives. And if I'm being sincere, right? If I'm being sincere, I'm going to avoid that because there's too much to lose. Amen. Remember, guys, all of you that are married, and I'm seeing a lot of us, remember something. The Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And obtaineth favor from the Lord. Oh, ladies, y'all should shout right there. Amen. Especially you married ladies or you ladies that want to be married. I'm a good thing. I'm a good thing. Hallelujah. But Understand that. So, so when I look at my, my wife, I'm seeing the favor of God in my life. Well, I don't want to disrupt the favor of God. Am I helping you? Notice here in Proverbs 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to present a case tonight. (laughs) I don't want there to be any doubt in your mind that God favors you. Proverbs 14 and verse 9. Fools, those without understanding, make a mock at sin. They mock at sin. But notice, among the righteous, well, that's us, there's favor. Among the upright, there is favor. Fools mock at sin. Among the upright, there's favor. In other words, the indication there is that when you make light of sin, favor leaves. Hallelujah. 
When you, when you make light of things, favor leaves. But among the righteous, those that are predisposed to do the right thing, among the upright, there's favor. So my righteousness, my uprightness, my determination to live sincerely before God goes a long way in determining how much the favor of God can operate in my life. Amen. When you enter into a situation determined to do the right thing, the favor of God will show up. Amen. Right? When I enter into a situation, a discussion, and I'm determined not to take my side or anybody's side, but to be on the side of right. Brother Hagin used to say this, in an argument there's three sides, your side, their side, and the right side. I want to be on the right side. Why? Because that's where the favor is at. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? So you just determined to be right. Upright. Why? That's where the favor is at. Yeah, but if, but if I stand for that, it could cost me. No, no, it won't. Why? The favor of God will show up. Among the upright, there is favor. The enemy will always produce and present you with shortcuts around this sincerity. But if I take them, I, I, I fail to walk in the favor that God wants me to have. Amen. Right? In, in, in any area. Glory be to God. Let's go. You're there in the book of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 11. Proverbs chapter 11. And uh, verse 27. He that diligently seeketh good. Now, good for what? Good for the other person. Because when you read verse 26, it says, He that withholdeth corn, he has it, but he withholds it. The people will curse, but blessing will be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seeketh good, other people's good, will want procure favor. But he that seeks mischief, mischief against other people, that mischief will come to him. But if I'm seeking good, I will procure favor. The Amplified Bible says, He who diligently seeks good, seeks God's favor. So when you're seeking the good of other people, you're seeking the favor of God in your life. And that's why in the New Testament, we're told to put the other person first. We're told to walk in love. We're told that love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Why? Because as born-again, New Testament, Holy Spirit-filled believers, we're seeking the good of other people, and we automatically walk in the favor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs 12, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 2. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. So notice how often this sincerity, this uprightness, this goodness is attached to our being able to walk in favor. Amen. Right? It should never cross our mind to be anything but upright. Well, we're born again. We shouldn't cross our mind to do anything but upright, to do it the right way. 
In Pastor Caldwell's book, Saving Our Cities, he has an entire chapter devoted to the fact that if you want to impact your city, you've got to do so through character. Because the city's watching your character, watching the character of the church, watching the character of the people. And he made the statement. He said, we could have never obtained the full power television stations that we obtained. We could have never done what we did and asked the people to give the way they gave if we had not had character to support what we were doing. Favor follows character. And and when you're walking in in the favor of God, when you see somebody that's walking in the extreme favor of God, you can be sure that their character is right. Why? Because the Bible says right here, again, notice, it says a man of wicked devices. The word wicked means crooked. It means to be bent a certain way. So a man that's crooked, a crook, that's what we used to call him. Right? <laughs> Amen. What, what, notice what it says. It says this, that the Lord will condemn him. I've known ministries before. I've known ministries before that the ministers were powerfully anointed. That, 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 I mean, preach the paint off the walls. I mean, preach you under the pew and back up. Powerful preachers. But it seemed like things would never go their way. And if you investigated it, their character was suspect. It wasn't that they were committing adultery. It wasn't that they were living in some uh, over-the-top sin. They just didn't want to do things right financially. They didn't want to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And so there was an element where their character was lacking. And so the favor for finances and the favor for expansion could never really come fully because there was a character issue. Amen. Do you see this? You know, people in the past got real legalistic with it and, and these different... But folks, your character, your, your character should be a reflection of who your Lord is. Your character should be a reflection of, of where your roots are. And the Bible says that your roots, that you are born of Christ. You are of God, but of Him are you in Christ. I am of God. God is my Father. There's no lack of character in God. There's no, there's no, there's no lack of integrity in God. And if my roots are sunk into Him and my roots are planted firmly in Him, what's in, what's in the soil is going to come up in the root. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God. So, so, so never mistake when somebody is walking in the favor of God, I promise you that person's walking upright. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I could stay there for a minute. I just will, I think. And, and, and that becomes the challenge because, because you'll see people, nobody in here, I'm not accusing anybody in here, you understand, but, but I've, I've seen people over the years, they'll get a hold of the promises of God and hear the promises of God. Oh, I want that. And yes, I'm claiming that. And, and it's interesting to me that God will then put His finger on something they need to change. Why? Because He's predisposed to show you favor. But he knows I got to get that out before I can show him favor. And, it, and it's, not all, it's not always a character flaw. How can God show a person favor financially when they walk in a poverty mentality? He can't because your thinking will destroy it. 
There are people in the sound of my voice tonight. I can tell you what your financial problem is, is you always talk about how bad your finances are. And the blessing will never overcome what you say. Because what you say is what you want. That's not what I want. You say it, so you want it. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says a man will eat good by the fruit of his lips. Well, what's the reciprocal to that? A man will eat bad by the fruit of his lips. The Bible says this. It says that your words are your words fence you in or your words protect you. There's a wonderful book called First Words Matter, Last Words Stand. Real good guy wrote that book. Amen. But, but it talks about your words fence you in or your words protect you. It's up to you. And when, somebody, when, somebody, when, when, when somebody's talking about they don't have enough, what will favor do? Bring you more than enough. But if I'm constantly saying, I don't have enough, I can't catch a break. Well, favor's over here on the sideline. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I got the talent. I'm available. But what's the coach saying? We can't make it. We're broke. See, it's not just negative and positive. It's that your words activate or deactivate. Amen. Amen. I don't, I don't know, I don't, you know, remember years ago, uh, uh, clap on, clap off, the clapper. Remember that? And, and they had that lady in bed and she looked mad. She needed to turn a loud, and she rolled over. Well, we have advanced to now that you can, you can put a hub system together in your home and and, and, and hook up your, your, your Google Nest or your Alexa or whatever, and you can say, Alexa, turn the lights off, and the lights come on. Right? Amen. I don't know why you would need three of them, but we got three of them in our house. <laughs> Amen. And any room I go into, I can have whatever music I want, whatever preacher I want, and guess what Alexa is? Voice activated. Yeah. And they will, she will produce what I desire. Amen. Set my opportunity clock. Turn the lights down. Play this music. Play this podcast. Alexa, play KCM. And you want the believer's voice of victory? Yes. Okay, here's the believer's voice of victory. Right? You know, she, that, 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 I say she, that, that Alexa, they, she does not care if what I'm asking for is something negative or something that I shouldn't be listening to. Her job is give me what I ask for. The spirit realm in the spirit realm, there are people you know and I know there might be people here tonight. You're getting things that you don't want and you're trying to figure out why you're getting what you don't want. You're getting what you don't want because you're speaking words that's causing that to come into your life. And the spirit realm does not understand why you want those things, but it is predisposed, it is designed to give you what you say. And so when you, get, when you get up in the morning, when somebody gets up in the morning and says, well, I hope today's better than yesterday, I just can't catch a break. Favor just backs up. It was there. It's ready to go. Man, there's times I'm preaching and I look over here in the corner and James is in the chute. He's ready to go. Ain't right? 
And he'd tell me after church, Pastor, I was waiting on you to run. I was going to run with you. One time he did. Amen. That's how favor is. You get up in the morning and your feet hit the floor and favor goes, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. And when you say, boy, today I'm blessed and highly favored. Boom. Favor's out the door. Favor knows where you need to go today. Favor knows who you need to meet. Favor knows who you need to talk to. And it will show up and be there waiting on you. Amen. But when you say, I just can't catch a break. Oh, and you, and, and you know, I can just see favor. Oh, man. I really wanted to work for them today. But it's voice activated. Amen. I don't care how old you are. I, I, I don't care. I, I, I need to be cautious here because I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be harsh. Do you hear what I'm saying? You've got to quit talking about your fixed income. You've got to quit talking like that. You know, there's people that will make that flippant. Well, who fixed it? Ha, ha, ha. That's, I'm, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm saying when, when you say, I can't do something because I'm on a fixed income. I, I understand. You, a, a person may be on Social Security or a pension or, or something of that nature. I, I understand. I'm not making light of that. But what I'm trying to say is, where is it written in the Word that you have to go to a job every day for God to bless what comes into your life? The Bible says that God will bless what you have. If, if, if you're on Social Security or a pension or something of that nature, are you tithing? Are you giving? Well, yes, I am. Then what can limit the blessing from operating in your life? The blessing does not operate in your life uh, uh, dependent on whether or not you work a job or not. The blessing operates in your life depending on your obedience with what you have. Amen. Can God multiply a Social Security check? Uh, That was a little weak. Can God do that? Can, can God multiply a pension check? Yes, I remember one of the first stories Miss Gloria told me when, when we got here. She had been believing God. And she came just rejoicing saying her pension check had been increased. Why? She's blessed. Amen. Her husband worked hard. For that, for that pension check to come into her life. And God, God says this. He said, I'll take care of the widow. If you're a widow, I will become your husband. I will become the one that provides for you. I declare to you that God wants widows blessed, exceeding abundantly above all that they can ask or think, and the favor of God will cause it to happen. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Isn't that good news? So when I continue in a life of of righteousness, it allows favor to continue and increase. Because I'm I'm upright. I'm in right standing with God. When you could take a shortcut, don't take it because it'll cost you too much. Amen. Amen. When, when we have a guest minister, we ask them to fill out a form. It's a W-9 form. 
because they're ministering here. We're, we're a 501c3, all right, tax-exempt organization. Well, if we give a large amount of money to a speaker, the IRS wants to know who we gave that money to. See, because there's no cash deals here. I've, I've known ministers. I've been, I've been around this a while. I've known ministers before that paid all their guest speakers in cash. Why? Get around that having to report. In this ministry, if a guest minister won't fill out a W-9, he's not coming. Well, why? Lack of character. Amen. I want to be right. Amen. Amen. But there are ministers that wonder why their ministry won't flourish and why the favor of God won't flow in their life. They they want to do things behind doors. They want to go out back in the alley and split the offering instead of doing things the right way. Amen. I've watched ministers walk out of meetings with their pockets bulging with cash. God is my witness. We'll do a 50-50 split. You, you come to my church and you preach a week and we'll do a 50-50 split. Everything that comes in, 50-50. Not write, a, write them a check for 50% cash. Now we hear that and we think, well, that's, that's unfathomable. Right? Because you have integrity. There are people out there that are so crooked when they die, they'll screw them in the ground. And they're not not walking in the favor of God. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Let's get him in the ground. Hallelujah. Isn't this good? But see, but see there, there's, if, if you'll stay with me about 15 more minutes, we'll get through this. But, but there, there's, something, there's something that's so important there. Because the blessing of the Lord is on the upright. Right? Now, that person doesn't think that there's anything wrong with that. Right? It's just, it, it doesn't matter. It, it matters because it's not right. I want to be right. I say I want to be right. Don't you? Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 2.26. It says this. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor with both the Lord and also with men. Samuel grew and was in favor with God and with man. Hallelujah. The book of Luke 2.52 says that Jesus went home and submitted himself to his parents and grew in favor with God and with man. So, but what preceded that? Submitted himself to his parents. Why? What's the Bible saying in Ephesians 6? That's right. Isn't that right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. 
so that it may be well with you and your days may be long upon the earth. Well, wouldn't well days be favor-filled days? So even Jesus had to submit himself to his parents so the favor of God could operate in his life. Amen? To continue and increase, there's something that we have to do. Let's look at Psalm 119. Psalm 119. To, to continue and increase, there's a consideration of our ways. Psalm 119, verse 58. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to your word. I thought on my ways. Notice, I thought on my ways. And what did I do? Turn my feet to your testimonies. So notice what the psalmist says. He said, I wanted your favor, so I thought about my ways. I thought about my ways. We could say, I thought about my attitudes. I thought about the way I think about things. Amen. You know, it's not okay to hold a grudge or to have a bad attitude against anybody. Right? No matter what. Political parties. I tell you what, them ignorant fill in the blank. Well, now, wait a minute. Those are words you don't want coming back to you. Hmm. I, believe, I believe the Bible says bless and don't curse. Is that right? David said in the Psalms, he said, here's what I know. He said, their day is coming. Remember what, what, what the Word of God said? Paul said this. He said that the Bible says what? Vengeance is mine, saith God, I will repay. What, what's that mean? You leave the judging, you leave the criticism to God. Right? Why? You want the favor of God on your life. Amen. I'm not going to allow a disagreement with a, a political party to stop the favor of God on my life. Well, they're wrong. Well, yeah, and you can say they're wrong without having an attitude and being offended at them. There are words that shouldn't, just shouldn't come out of our mouth. You know, the, the, the Bible says in 1 Timothy, it says to pray for kings and all that are in authority. Not call them stupid and dumb and jerks. Boy, it got quiet. Lost my crowd. Yeah, but it's evident that that guy, yes, it is. It's evident. But what does the Bible say? Bless and don't curse. That's our job. I'm moving away from that. But notice he said, I wanted favor, so I thought on my ways. I thought on my ways. I thought, I thought about this. And notice what he said. I turned my feet to your testimonies. I thought about, I thought about my ways and, and I turned your way. Right? Notice here in uh, <clears throat> Haggai, Haggai chapter 1. The Lord helped me with this years ago. And I saw this. 
And we've read it here before, but notice this. It says, verse 5, Now therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Consider your ways. And he talks about the things that have happened. You've sown much. You bring in little. You, you have food, but it's not enough. You drink, but you're not filled. Uh, you earn wages to put it in bags with holes in it. Verse 7, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. The word ways, it means previous and present conduct, actions, methods, and manners. Previous and present conduct, actions, methods, and manners. Previous and present conduct, actions, methods, and manners. So he says, if you see that the favor of God is not on your life, consider your ways. Don't go to God and ask Him why the favor is not there. Consider your ways. Consider your present and previous conduct. Amen. Your actions, your methods, your manners. Hallelujah. You know, it's interesting in the, in the New Testament. The Bible tells us how we're to act towards the world. That, and it mainly says this, that we're not to act in a way that would bring reproach on the name of Christ. But it goes into in-depth teaching on how we're supposed to treat each other as believers. Amen. I'm supposed to love the world and show the love of God to them. But where a believer is concerned, I'm supposed to be unoffendable by you. Amen. I had a guy ask me one time. He, he, he was... Uh, Leaving the church, I asked him to leave. I haven't had to do that in 23 years. I think I've, I've asked two people to leave. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But this guy just wouldn't change and wouldn't change and wouldn't change. So one Tuesday, he pulled up for a meeting at the church, and I met him in the parking lot. He started to get out, and I just stopped the door. I said, nope, no reason for you to get out. I've dealt with you about this and dealt with you about this and dealt with you about this and you won't change it and you keep bringing division into the church so you got to go. Well, he left. About an hour later, he called me on my phone. He said, I just want to make sure you're not offended. I said, brother, I'm unoffendable. I didn't ask you to leave because I'm offendable. I asked you, I'm offended. I asked you to leave because you were causing a problem and you wouldn't change. Amen. I met that guy about three years ago. We were at prison doing a, 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 a banquet that we did every year. And, and one of my friends brought him. And uh, that, the guy walked in, and, and I saw him. I said, hey, how you doing? And I just went up and hugged him. He was kind of like, ha, 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 you know. I didn't have a thing against him. Why? Because I wasn't offended. Do, do, do you see this? You got to consider your actions. Present and past. My methods, my actions, my manners. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 8, verse 33. I told you we had a lot of scripture. That's okay. That's, that's, how, we, that's how we prove our case. Proverbs 8, verse 33. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. 
Blessed is the man that heareth me, me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life and will obtain favor of the Lord. You, if you want favor, you have to continually seek God. Because the more intimate your fellowship with Him becomes, the more of His favor you'll experience. And notice what he said. He said, he said, watching that hears me watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. So I'm not just showing up, I'm there early. I'm waiting on him. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And he said that the more intimate my fellowship was, the more of his favor I would experience. Amen. Do you see that? Deuteronomy, you don't have to go there. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. It tells us if I will hearken to the voice and to the words of the Lord my God and do what he tells me to do, if I'm obedient, that the blessing will come on me. The favor of God will be on my life. And so there has to be this area of obedience. Right? Amen. It's, it's, it's not just talking about, you know, doing what I'm told in the sense of just like a child is obedient to go clean their room. Am I in the will of God? Am I functioning where God wants me to be functioning? And being obedient. Why? Because favor follows obedience. Glory to God. And uh, you're there in Proverbs, Proverbs 3 verse 1. It says, do not for my son forget not my law. Let your heart keep my commandments. Length of days, long life, peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. When you hunger for truth, you find favor. When, when that's what you desire, mercy and truth, you'll find favor. Here's one. Proverbs 11, Proverbs 11 and verse 27. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come upon him. We read that earlier. You, you strive for excellence in your life. You strive for excellence in your relationships. And what happens? You get favor. You get favor. People will not show you favor when you're hard to deal with, Right? They won't show you favor. But when I'm striving for excellence, Proverbs 13, verse 13, it says, Whoso despiseth the word will be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding gives favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. What's he saying? Never lose your zeal for the word. Never lose your zeal for the Word. Don't ever despise the Word. Why? Because it says that good understanding of what the Word gives favor. Hallelujah. And uh, in James 4, this is, this is such an important part of this. James 4 and verse 6. Notice it says he gives more grace. 
Now remember grace, favor. He gives more favor. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives favor to the humble. So what does that mean? Cultivate humility. Cultivate humility. Be humble. You know, humility is not thinking less of yourself in the sense of in a derogatory manner. Humility is not thinking of yourself higher than you should. And notice what he said, that God gives that person more favor. When you study the ministry of Jesus, the most outstanding characteristic in the four Gospels that you find about Jesus is his humility. You, I've, I've, heard, I've had people think, well, it would be his power, or it would be his miracles. The most outstanding characteristic of Jesus was his humility. Jesus could be so compassionate because he was very humble. Jesus could be so caring and loving because he walked in humility. He cared more about people than he did himself. And, and, and oh Lord. See, that's, that's the problem with getting your feelings hurt, getting offended, is because you're thinking more of you than you are of the other person. Offended people are prideful people. And the Bible says God resists the proud. Well, you don't know what they did to me. Well, I know who you're thinking the most of. You. Yeah, but they hurt me. I understand. But you've got to, you've got to, you've got to ascertain. Do, 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 you want, do you want to feel better about why you're offended or do you want the favor of God? Because if I want to just be justified in being offended, I can do that. They did me wrong, so, you know. Right? But if I want the favor of God, what do I have to do? Humble myself. Isn't that what he said? We should, we should probably look at that again. God resists the proud. Then verse 7, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit myself to God. So there has to be an absence of pride. And an abundance of humility. Mm. Making this our target will be a preservation. Humility preserves you. Hallelujah. You don't have to turn there, but Job 10, 12. Job 10, 12. Job said, you have granted me life and favor. And your visitation has preserved my spirit. You've granted me life and favor. And your visitation preserved me. I don't think there's a person in here that couldn't raise our hand and say, it was because he preserved me that I'm here tonight. Ever, ever what it may be, it may be your physical life, it may be your health, it may be something that you went through, but in the moment of that problem or that issue, God met you, God came and visited you, and preserved you. Amen. Psalm 30 and verse 5, you can write this down as well. It says, for his anger is but for a moment. Oh, aren't you glad? But... His favor is for a lifetime. 
or in His favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. His favor, in His favor, is life. Isn't that great? So, so, so notice, it says that God can be angry, but it's just momentary. But His favor, in His favor, is life. Amen. Do you see that? That's how to increase the favor of God on our lives. That's how to increase the favor of God on our lives. Amen. It's so important. That's so impo- I, 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 I learned some of these lessons years ago. Because I, I learned something years ago. It's always better to keep a friend than win a fight. Always. Always better. Amen. Because even if you win, if you win the argument, what have you won? Nothing. But if you keep a friend, you've done the Bible thing. I am more concerned that our relationship, even as your pastor, I am more concerned that our relationship stays right than I am about me being right. Amen. Do, do you see that? I've, I've had to talk to people before and, and, and try to point something out. Well, look, I see this going on. And they were just adamant and want to argue about it. I won't argue with you. I will not, I will not argue with you for two seconds. Why? Because there's too much at stake. Amen. When Pastor Michelle and I were first married, I'm so glad the Lord showed me this. It wasn't because I was so super spiritual. I was a fleshly booger. <laughs> I know nobody else has ever been there, but I was. I mean, I'd, I'd argue at the drop of a hat and drop it myself. I, I'm Full disclosure, she was trying to get out of an argument one time. And, and you won't think bad of me, right? She was trying to get out of an argument one time. She went and locked herself in the bathroom. I got down on the floor outside the bathroom and yelled at her through the crack in the door. You're not going to get away from me. You can't hide in there. You know, and and I thought, here lies a fool. (laughs) Well, I've never done that. I know you've never done that. You did that other, but just not that. But here's the thing. I figured something out. If if I'm going to keep this relationship with the best thing that's ever come into my life besides Jesus, I got to change. And I went to the Lord and I said, you got to help me. See, what, what was I doing? Considering my ways. Because understand, what, wherever you end up, here, here's the thing. If you don't consider your ways, wherever you go tomorrow, you're there. And if things always go the same way, Wherever you're at, there's a common denominator, you. And so I figured something out. I'm the one that is always starting the argument. If I change, maybe there won't be any arguments. Now this didn't go on. It wasn't protracted, you understand. This is the first year we were married and we got a hold of it. It wasn't because I was so spiritual but I found the scripture in the Bible where it says a man that cannot control his own spirits like a city that's without walls. 
And I made the decision. If it starts escalating even the least little bit, I'm stopping, I'm getting on my knees, and I'm asking my wife to forgive me. I don't care whose fault it is. Now, after almost 30 years of marriage, that's still, that's still the custom. Thank, now, we don't have crosswords anymore. But if we were to start, I'm, I'm going to stop it. And I remember the first day I did that, when, when it, it, it was escalating over nothing. And she was mad at me that day. She's not here. I can tell on her. She... <laughs> Cut the camera, cut the, no, not really, but, <laughs> but I remember it started escalating, and I just stopped, and I grabbed her hand, and I got on my knee, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, forgive me. Well, she wanted to get mad at me because I was asking her to forgive me, and because it wasn't her, my fault, it was her fault. Well, who's he think he is? This is, this is, this is my argument. But we learned something. There, there, there were things that God had for us in our future. Where we're at right now was dependent on how we handled that. There are things God wants to bring into your life and it's dependent on how you handle things in considering your ways. God cannot prosper some people on their job because they're arrogant with their employer. They're prideful. They talk down to their employer. They talk behind their employer's back. And God can't prosper you when you do that. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, my boss is a jerk and he's just and, and behind his back. Well, God, God can't show you favor with that man or that woman that you're constantly berating and downgrading and running down. Yeah, but they're not easy to work for. Well, there's no scripture in the Bible that says everybody you work for is going to be easy to work for. But there is a scripture where believers are concerned that said you treat your employers and you do your work like you're doing it for Jesus. It's there. Why? Because then you get the favor of God. Amen. I got to close. Isn't that good? Amen. Say it out loud. Say, Lord, thank you for your favor. Thank you for showing me what I need to do. To walk in your favor more and more on a greater level to a greater degree. And Lord, I'll do it and I'll expect your favor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's stand up.